Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 110, Thursday, January 21st, 2021. And I have a quick one for all of you this week. We have some big sports betting legalization news in a few states, so I'll quickly touch on those and then dive into the two conference championship games in the NFL this Sunday from a betting perspective and our pals, the official Doggy Juice Pod Degenerate, the Danimal, and the Sage, a.k.a. Better Call Paul, are here to check in and give you their plays for the weekend as well. Before we begin, last weekend I had the pleasure of going on the Sunday Punch Sports Podcast called the Sunday Punch Podcast with hosts Adam and Sean, both great guys and very entertaining Uh, The title of the episode was called The Truth About Sports Gambling, and we took a deep dive into a bunch of the different topics related to sports betting right now, and they asked some great questions that a lot of people probably have. So I encourage all of you to give them a listen and check that episode out if you're interested in hearing a conversation about where we're at right now with sports betting here in America currently. So be sure to check that out on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and subscribe to their podcast as well. Give those guys a follow on Instagram over at Sunday Punch Sports. But let's dive right in now. Oh, yeah! Michigan listeners, mobile sports betting is going live tomorrow. That's Friday, January 22nd, so a lot of you are probably listening to this when it already did launch. I touched on this uh, in last week's episode and how it was only going to be a matter of days before you get to wager from the comfort of your couch in the state of Michigan, so congrats, Michiganders. Obviously, sports betting has been live there for several months now. Uh, At the beginning of last year, it went live, but not mobile betting. Uh, They were dragging their feet on that one while the rules were getting ironed out, and obviously people, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, in quarantine last year, couldn't really go and, and wager at the same levels. And, and we all know, I've touched on this for, for, for years now on the podcast, how states that don't have a robust uh, mobile betting environment uh, are just going to fall behind. And you're seeing this in, in many states. And Some states are getting it right early on, some are not. Some, you have to wait a little while. Iowa, my Iowa listeners, uh, January 1st of this year was uh, the date where you can officially Register for mobile apps from the comfort of your couch as well without having to go in and register in person after the year and a half uh, time period lapsed on that. Obviously, things shook out a little differently here in Illinois with Governor Pritzker's executive orders lifting that in-person registration requirement. But in Michigan, it's a very exciting time because people in Michigan love their sports. They love their sports betting. People can come in right from Canada, too. Um, And obviously, there's a lot of college sports. College sports are very popular in Michigan. There's professional sports teams. And it's a very populous state. So it's going to be a very fun Super Bowl there and a March Madness Uh, It's going to be very exciting there, too. And Michigan is absolutely a state to watch moving forward because it is a very friendly sports betting law. There's as many as 15 operators, by my last count, that are set to launch there within the next few months when it comes to mobile. And the handle there is just going to be enormous moving forward. So it's going to move towards the top you know, six or seven states in terms of monthly handle rather quickly. And it's a state to watch definitely moving forward. And Virginia listeners, legal regulated sports betting launched today, uh, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, Yesterday, on Wednesday, FanDuel posted a video on social media essentially saying we're going to launch tomorrow when it wasn't really certain at that point. No one was really sure. Uh, But sure enough, it looks like uh, Virginia's up and running, and that's something to watch and pay attention to moving forward. I I briefly touched on some of the developments on the legalization front in last week's episode and plan to do a deeper dive in the upcoming weeks as things continue to develop. And things are developing fast because, you know, as I touched on in the last podcast, at the end of, sorry, the podcast 
at the end of 2020 with when I sat down with Jake Williams. We talked about how states are becoming increasingly more desperate to bring in additional state revenue as a result of the pandemic and obviously uh, financial issues, state budgets. So they're going to be turning to new sources to to bring in new forms of state revenue. And sports betting is one of those easy sources, especially when they see you know, neighboring states taking in sports betting revenue and and also iGaming and, and you know casino, uh, mobile casino gaming. That's the way of the future here, especially when you have Gen Zers growing up who love to sit on their couch. So it's it's uh, something to pay attention to. I think that the COVID-19 pandemic definitely sped up this process and mobile wagering is the way of the future in Virginia. Uh, people and obviously Michigan, you're going to be enjoying this stuff uh, very soon. And as always, the Doggy Juice Pod is your home for the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization. There's a lot happening on that front, so plenty more to come in future weeks. All right, everyone, the final four in the NFL is set, and we have two monster matchups this Sunday to determine which two teams will be playing in the Super Bowl this year. So let's dive in to the NFL Conference Championship Games. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. Starting with the NFC, we have the Green Bay Packers laying three points with extra vig. Minus three, minus 125 is the consensus price as it record this on Thursday night. Packers hosting the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. Totals at 51. Some spots are sitting at, at three and a half on the spread. Uh, kickoff is set for 2.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox Obviously, two future Hall of Famers in this game. A legitimate case can be made that this game features the very two best quarterbacks from our generation, with all due respect to Peyton Manning. Reasonable minds can disagree there, and we'll leave that talk radio stuff uh, to the talking heads because those type of arguments don't help us add to our bankroll at all, that's for sure. But this line was four at the beginning of the week. It's come down after the opener. Some spots sitting at three and a half right now with the extra juice. It's essentially right in between three and three and a half, so call it 3.25 right now. So I'm going to start here by saying that I personally have Bucks futures 50 to 1 and 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 20 to 1 to win the NFC. Also had 7 to 1 to win the division and uh, was able to get out of that with some Saints bets during the season at, at good prices. But Longtime Doggy Juice Pod listeners know that I was a big fan of buying onto the Bucks before the start of the 2019 season, mainly because I'm a big believer in Bruce Arians and his ability to turn that organization around. They had some of the pieces in place already. He brought that culture change, especially you know the, the way the offense was run and defensively too. They started bringing in really good young players. Last season's season win total was a top podcast play here on the Doggy Juice Pod, and the Bucks got there despite crazy close score game variance not going in their favor last year and I thought that was perfect actually because it was it was going to likely be a situation where it set up preseason value on the Bucks heading into this season and sure enough it did the Bucks regular season win total was seven and a half eight wins and they were 50 to 1 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl back in March when the numbers popped so I got down on those and then of course they signed Tom Brady a little bit after that and that's when the market made a you know, huge, big adjustment. And ironically, I didn't even upgrade the team that much at all from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. I know some sharp guys, actually, some sharp handicappers that actually were thinking of slightly downgrading the Bucks with Brady coming in, mainly because he didn't necessarily fit into Bruce Arians' deep passing, longer drop back schemes. And obviously Brady's more of a, he was traditionally more of a quick throwing type of, you know, quick drop back, quick throws type of player. But the stage was set for the Bucks this year before Brady even came in with that strong defense and all of the great skill position players that they had and, and with some aggression coming in, in their their 
and their luck uh, in terms of their close games that they played in the 2019 season. And they addressed the offensive line, including drafting my Iowa boy uh, Tristan Wirfs in the, in the NFL draft. And then they brought in Brady, and the Bucks quickly became one of the league's premier public teams before the season. Their season win total was bet up to 10, even 10.5 in some spots. And they quickly moved down to 12 to 1 or even 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl before they even played their first game. So that value was sucked dry, but I was still left with my 50 to 1 tickets and my 20 to 1 to win the NFC and 70 to 1 to win the division, uh, which obviously they didn't, but the, you know, a good number could have been had on the Saints and was had. Um, I was able to get the Saints at minus 150 and minus 140 during the season uh, to win the division. But this brings up an interesting scenario, though, because people don't care about the bets that I have in pocket. I hope some of you have some great Bucks futures in pocket, uh, but nobody cares what I have. But I'm bringing this up because it's really important to talk about the interesting scenario on whether or not to hedge and because you know, no doubt, if you bet any team at fifty to one or forty to one odds to win the Super Bowl with two games remaining, uh, then that person, if you did that, you have a ton of equity in those tickets right now. So I've long maintained on this podcast that blindly hedging is definitely not a profitable strategy because you have to dip into the vig twice, sacrificing EV, and you know you're giving away house edge especially when you're betting futures. I always say futures markets are never uh, a profitable play. I'll never say never, of course, but very rarely a, a good play, especially since you're tying your money up for a long time, but mainly because the household and futures pools are just a lot higher uh, than people even realize. But like I've said, when the amount to win, and you can find value in futures markets, of course you can, uh, but like I've said, when the amount to win is so big, uh, you really you can't fault someone for locking in a profit with a negative VV hedge. Everyone's risk tolerance and everyone's tolerance in general is is different there. It's a personal thing in terms of how much EV you're willing to sacrifice in order to hedge. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, in this spot, there's nothing wrong with locking in a profit uh, on the box and at least making it a relative free roll. Uh, if you do hedge, make sure you're doing it the right way. So betting the Packers on the spread, you know, laying the three points in order to avoid more VIG by betting them on the money line opens up the door for losing both bets. Obviously, the Bucks future and the Packers minus three if the Packers win the game by one or two points. And trust me, that's something you want to mess around with, especially if it's a close game at the end. One of the teams is up by one or two points at the end after a missed extra point during the game, and, and it's coming down to a last-minute field goal. Don't want to find yourself in that situation, especially since the market's essentially saying with a three-point spread that the game landing one or two is you know one of the more likely results. Uh, so the only clean way you can really hedge a Bucks ticket, a Bucks future right now, is by betting the Packers' money line, which is consensus minus 170, minus 175 at this point in time as I record this. And of course, if you're hedging the Super Bowl with a Bucks ticket to win the Super Bowl, you're, the Bucks would have to win one more game anyway. So if you're going to be betting the Packers on the money line, that's going to be adding to your exposure if the Bucks do win the game. So uh, you have to keep that in mind as well. And depending on how things look this weekend and outside of unforeseen injuries that will be around uh, in a couple weeks when the Super Bowl is played, uh, the Bucks will be around a pick em against the Bills and around a two-and-a-half to three-point underdog against the Chiefs. So the equity is definitely there. And I can't fault anyone for you know for playing back some on the Packers. It's something I'm going to do with um, with my Bucks twenty to one futures, just because the line is is pretty damn close to where I have it. Uh, so it's you know it's one of those spots where I at least want to get a little small profit going there and and uh, just enjoy the game. But uh, the matchup between these teams it's it's a really good one. It's a fascinating game, as we all know. These two teams have played already. I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, these two teams are numbers two and three. 
in total DVOA over at Football Outsiders. Tampa Bay was number two, Green Bay number three. They were numbers three and four at weighted DVOA. Weighted DVOA, DVOA basically means uh, it puts less importance on the earlier games in the season. Uh, Green Bay, number one in offensive DVOA. Tampa Bay, number three in offensive T, uh, DVOA. In terms of defensive DVOA, Tampa Bay, number five. And Green Bay, number 17. So bottom half of the league. But Green Bay's offensive DVOA was just off the charts good this season, which is why they're you know, help skew their total DVOA number. Uh, it's also interesting to note that Tampa Bay is last in the league, number 32 in variance at Football Outsiders, meaning that there was the least consistency on Tampa Bay's weekly DVOA performance. Uh, it's a matchup between two of the teams that finished numbers three and four in Pythagorean wins this season, which is a projection of a team's expected wins based exclusively on points scored and points allowed. Tampa Bay was number three, Green Bay number four, both identical at 11.2 Pythag wins. Stylistically, this matchup is a very interesting one. Those these two teams did play earlier in the season in week six. The Packers were coming off their bye week. They were red hot at the start of the year, while the Bucks were coming off that Thursday night football loss to the Bears. I don't know if you all remember that one, but the Bucks were underdogs at home in that week six matchup against the the well-rested Packers and the Bucks ended up winning that game outright 38 to 10 and that was the top featured play on this podcast that week back on episode 96 of the Doggy Juice pod uh, in that game Rodgers and the Packers actually came out hot they went out uh, 10 to nothing in the first quarter to start so you can get a really nice live number on the Bucks at the start of that game but the Packers came out hot everyone was thinking maybe they'd blow out the Bucks and then all of a sudden the Bucks put up 38 unanswered points including 28 in the second quarter uh, sparked by a pick six that changed everything. And of course, that game was played a long time ago, but it's worth noting uh, that on the look ahead for that game, uh, where the Packers were favored just a week prior, the Bucks were minus three on the look ahead line. So fast forward now to the NFC Championship game, and the market is essentially saying that the Packers are about one to one and a half points better uh, than than the Bucks. obviously adjusting for home field, which you know there's obviously is diminished this year. But Green Bay, you know, traditionally has one of the best home fields just because of the wind tunnel there, the way the grass is set up. Uh, it's really hard for players to get their footing. So even without, you know, full stadium of fans, the Packers still enjoy one of the higher home field advantages, um, even in the age of, of COVID-19. But something to consider right now, just the way the market is perceiving these teams now versus where the market was perceiving these teams before they played in week six and even on the look ahead before they played in week six. So there's been a lot of shuffling around there, but lots of respected money is coming on Tampa Bay. Um, a lot of respected money came in on Tampa Bay at the start of last week against the Saints too, and enough, enough so to drive it south of the field goal from three and a half down to two and a half, which for a game with this much liquidity late in the season, because everybody's betting the NFL playoffs, uh, that was definitely meaningful seeing that line move and that money turned out to be right. So Something to be said as well for Tom Brady having the late bye week and, and, and Tampa Bay as a team having the late bye week in the season, uh, being able to rest up. I think they had the week 13 bye, so really came into the final stretch of the season fresh, and things could be coming together for the Bucks at the perfect time. Uh, the defense is a force, that's for sure, and of course Tom Brady's extensive and unmatched playoff experience. It's another plus on their side, but Mike Evans and Antonio Brown, uh, their injury concerns are definitely a concern although I think that those are being factored into the line already. So for me, I think the line is right about where it should be, slight lean to Tampa Bay if I had to pick a side. I'll just be shopping around, though, for some Packers money line to lock in a profit 
uh, on my Bucks NFC futures and just root on Tom Brady and the boys to beat the Packers. For what it's worth, the Dimers bot over on the quick pick section at Dimers.com is liking the Packers and the under in the NFC matchup this week. So uh, to best get at that Dimers bot's probabilities, uh, the Buccaneers team total under would be the play. But I, I'm going to move on to the second game now just because that's, uh, that's where I'm at there. And obviously not much of an edge. I've touched on this in recent weeks that if you're looking to find edges in the NFL playoffs, uh, the money, first of all, prints the same as a Wednesday night small conference college basketball game. Uh, your bankroll doesn't know the difference. And when there's this much liquidity and, and this much uh, attention towards a big playoff game like this, you're not going to find it. It's very rare to find any value on a side or total, especially on the sides in the NFL playoffs. So something to keep in mind, bet accordingly. And before I move on to the second game, our pals, the Danimal and the Sage, they're both back to check in and let you know who they're on this Sunday. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, the Danimal, checking in for conference championships last week. Um, yeah, not good for your boy. Got crushed on the Baltimore over. Kept live betting it like an idiot. Didn't listen to the doggy juice. And then Mahomes, they were cruising. They should have been up 30 if they stopped kicking field goals in the red zone. Then he goes out. He gets hurt. Chad Henney comes in the game. That cover was ruined. They should have won by 20. Anyways, new week, new Danimal, one play. I locked it in right after the games on Sunday. Packers, I got three and a half. You could get three, juicy. I don't care. I hate Tom Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers goes off this game. I really do. Last week, great again. Bucks. They let up points to everybody, everybody. Heineke shredded them. Saints put up 20 with busted arm, poor Drew Brees. I think the Bucks are in for a world of hurt with Rodgers in Lambeau, first time NFC Championship game. I think Packers went by double digits, 7, 14. It's not going to be that close. I don't think so. Packers minus 3, 3.5. Three the other game, you know me, Bills Mafia. I want them. I'm going to root for them. I just can't bet that game without knowing about Mahomes. I really can't. So Packers, only bet, lock it in. Aaron Rodgers going to the Super Bowl. Goodbye, Tom Brady. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Sage, a.k.a. Better Call Paul. Happy to be back on the Doggy Juice podcast for the AFC and NFC Championship weekend. Uh, Really excited for the games this weekend. Um, Just as a fan perspective, I feel like, You know, these are the four best teams in the NFL and really excited to see what everyone has uh, for this weekend. As far as plays, really only have one play um, right now. I am leaning more towards the Bills um, in the AFC at plus three. Obviously, a lot of things in the air with Mahomes, his concussion. I do believe he'll play, um, but ultimately I'm kind of staying away from that game, hoping for a Bills victory, um, but the game that I am looking at is the NFC game, and that is the first one on Sunday, Bucks plus three and a half. Uh, it's gone down to three and then back to three and a half. 
kind of keep seeing it move throughout the week. Uh, did put some already on the three and a half. Excited uh, to see the Bucks play the Packers. Um, I think it's going to just be a really great game. Kind of, kind of excited to see the the Bucks offense against that Packers defense. I know it's been playing well lately, um, but also you got to take into consideration of the teams that the Packers have played most recently. Um, they played Goff, who had a broken thumb. Um, they had played the Bears before that. So I'm just kind of excited um, to see how they're going to hold up against a team. You know that they can move the ball as far as in the air and on the ground. I know they've already beat them. I'm not looking too much into that, but uh, I am excited for that game and ultimately would love to see the Bills play the Bucks in the Super Bowl um, and see the story of not only for 20 years did the Bills have Tom Brady in their division when he was with the Patriots, and then ultimately to finally get past him, you have to play him in the Super Bowl when he finally leaves your division. I just think that would be great. But uh, good luck to everyone, whoever decides um, which way they want to go. But uh, that's what I'll be playing this weekend. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much to the Danimal and the Sage, a.k.a. Better Call Paul. Very interesting that they're going up against each other this weekend. So one of them is going to come away happy. Let's close out the pod by taking a look at the AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs laying three points against the Buffalo Bills. Total 54 kickoff set for 5.40 p.m. Central Time on CBS. This line opened lower, but has crept up as the week has progressed, and the line is factoring in essentially a 90-plus percent chance that Patrick Mahomes plays in this game. If he's out, you're going to quickly see, obviously, the the books will take the line down, but uh, when they do open back up, you'll see the Bills shift to at least four-point favorites. Um, I've even heard some handicappers that I've talked to say that they value the drop-off from Mahomes to Henny at at over 10, even 11 points. So if you're looking to bet the Chiefs, understand that the line is already factoring in the very high probability that Patrick Mahomes is going to play in this game. And from that standpoint, it's a relative free roll if you're looking to bet on the Bills by locking them in now and having that amazing number in your pocket if Mahomes is somehow announced out of this game. But at the same time, we can easily see this line move up to 3.5 when Mahomes is officially announced fully healthy, just a, a market knee-jerk reaction there. A few people saying, okay, now he's in, and, and you know, not understand that the line's already basically factoring in the fact that he is going to be in. And the market's certainly trending that way, too. The way the, the line's been moving, you're seeing more juice uh, on the on the three with the home team here. So if I'm a Bills backer, I'm not necessarily in a big rush to get involved in this one because there's a good chance you can see that three-and-a-half show. Uh, Mahomes, he also has the toe issue, even before he went down with the concussion last week. So even if he does suit up, I don't think it's a given at all. It's actually very unlikely that he's going to be even close to 100% here. And he's set to take on a Bills team that has taken the league by storm to close out the season. Number one in weighted DVOA at Football Outsiders, led by an explosive offense that quite literally uh, went ham to close out the season. And of course, guarding the, the attention of the betting public in the process, uh, you've seen a lot of inflated Bills Lions past few weeks. It actually faded them the past couple weeks. It worked out against the Colts, did not against the Ravens. But this line is sharp. With a healthy Mahomes, I make the line 3.8. With him banged up, pretty much right in line with the market right now. It comes down to how how much value, how much weight you put onto your priors, because obviously the Kansas City priors are a lot stronger than than the Bills. If you're looking more towards and put more weighting on on recent form, then there's more value on the Bills, depending on how you have your models set up. 
um, and how and how your weighting is. But from my perspective, I think this aligns right around where I think it should be. Uh, I do lean the Chiefs' way, though, but no play for me from a side perspective. From a total perspective, one can argue that you can get a relative free roll on the under 54 right now. I definitely lean that way, but I'd like to see this total tick up to 55 to get involved for anything small and something obviously higher than 55 to get involved for something more serious. Uh, with a banged up Mahomes, the odds do increase that the Chiefs trot him out slightly more conservative, conservatively, or even you know, the former MVP himself, he might be less willing to put himself in harm's way in order to get that extra yard or two on Sunday. Might be going down and uh, and and take and sliding, you know, when he's rushing the ball a little more quickly. I don't know. It's it's, it's obviously a huge game, and, and players don't ordinarily think like that. But subconsciously, you can't help but think he's going to be looking to play it a little bit more safe. Um, I'm I'm probably not going to be getting involved there. My lean is to the Chiefs. My lean is to the under. If a if a 27 flat shows, then I think there is value in a a Bills team total under that that would definitely open up and something very strong at 28. But as things stand right now, it's a no play for me from a side and total perspective, which I know is not ideal. But definitely be looking to get involved uh, in running in this game, especially early on. You know, if we see. If we see you know teams come out pretty slow and stuff, and, and depending on how things look, you might even get some early signs, some early uh, clues on, on how the teams are going to be playing the game, and maybe Mahomes you could see uh, pick up on some signs that he's going to be obviously not at a, close to 100%. Obviously, other people will be factoring in that stuff too, so you have to always wonder, is the market paying attention to this? Is the market factoring this in when you're looking at a live line? But I think this one's ripe for in-game betting. Yes, yes, sir. Sir. Yes, 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 sir. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, if you've learned more about sports betting legalization by listening, if you've added your bankroll over the football season by listening, we did very well uh, this year with the podcast plays, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Anything that helps spread the word, it takes like 30 seconds to a minute, really helps get the pod out to more people who can benefit from it. So view it as your way of paying it forward. And moving forward, I'm going to be looking to read off reviews of the podcast itself from Apple Podcasts. So share something fun if you want to as well. And a special shout out to the last person who left a review. Good stuff. Three, four, five, six, seven. A little excerpt from that review. Quote, by your fifth week, you'll find yourself searching multiple sites, checking lines, and watching them move throughout the week, looking for value. This is an entertaining podcast that has given this Joe a whole different mindset when it comes to my, quote, investments, end quote. I love to hear that line shopping and monitoring the market has become a part of your daily routine. Good stuff, three, four, five, six, seven, those uh, were also very kind words that you wrote about my passion for doing this. So I very much appreciate that. And helping create a community of like-minded betters is what this podcast is all about. And I'm glad to hear um, that this podcast can help bring people like you who are genuinely interested in learning more about sports betting and how to do it in a fun and responsible way. So cheers to you with a good mindset and willingness to adapt and learn. You'll be in the best spot to add to your bankroll for years to come. And speaking of padding the bankroll, if you have not entered it in any previous weeks yet, you could have been leaving money on the table, but the good news is you still have a chance to fix that by signing up for and playing in the Dimers NFL Sweet Six free-to-play competition brought to you by the Doggy Juice Podcast. There's one for both games this Sunday, so one for each 
of the games, NFC and AFC Championship game, it's completely free to play. So 100% risk-free. It's easy to sign up and make your picks. All you have to do for the Sweet Six is answer six questions. If you answer all six correctly, you win $1,000. That's it. So just go to freetoplay.dimers.com, sign up, answer those six questions, go six for six, take home that $1,000. Like I said last week, I'm planning to make a bit of a schedule shift moving forward. Not exactly sure when that's going to be, but most likely podcast episodes being released earlier in the week, Mondays or Tuesdays uh, in the near future. Might not happen quite yet. I know I've been saying that for a couple weeks now, but it is going to be happening, so be on the lookout for that. And UFC 257 this weekend. I think there are definitely worse bets you can make than taking the underdog uh, Poirier at plus 260 or better against Conor McGregor. And the Camby books, namely DraftKings and Bat Rivers here in Illinois, were sleeping on Dan Hooker at minus 125 in his fight against Michael Chandler. I think they moved it to minus 135 now, but I still think that's a worthy play as well. All right, everyone, good luck with your reaction this weekend. Enjoy the games, enjoy the UFC card, and I'll talk to you all next week. Doggy Juice out. Out.